1: Welcome to the Roger, Frank, and Williams Show, a program that's dedicated to protecting, preserving, and defending America's founding traditions of God, family, country. It's great to be with you today. It's always great to get together every week for this short time that we have together to talk about the issues that affect us in our community, our state, and our nation. Also talk about positive business stories that are taking place uh, throughout Central Florida, and also... Um, community events and important things that are happening in our local communities. I've got a great, we've got great guests for you today. We'll introduce them in just a moment. I do, first of all, want to let you know that our program and all the programs you hear in our stations are supported by Dr. Patrick St. Germain, D.C. and burnfatorlando.com. Dr. Patrick St. Germain, proud to be voted best chiropractor for now six years in a row. A little bit later, we'll be talking about a great event coming up in Apopka, specifically on Thursday, May third. In fact, it's actually part of a celebration um, events that are taking place all around the country, and but specifically in Apopka, there'll be the 2018 Apopka Mayor's Prayer Breakfast. And a little bit later, we'll be speaking with Pastor Darrell Morgan and with Dale Fenwick to talk about this year's Prayer Breakfast. The guest speaker is John Stimberger. But right now, we're excited about a brand new business that's opened in the Apopka area, in Apopka, in the greater Apopka area. And I've uh, had a chance to have been over there myself, and it's uh, brand spanking new and actually sparkling new. It's the Walmart Neighborhood Market. And we're pleased to be joined by store manager Matthew Neal on our program today. Uh, Matthew, it's great to see you this morning. Thank you for coming over.
2: I appreciate you inviting me. Very excited to be here.
1: And I want to thank you for we were invited attended the grand opening and I really enjoyed that, you know, a couple of weeks ago, and really got a chance to take a look around the store and see everything that you have to offer. And uh, why don't you, but uh, for our listeners, give us a, a brief overview of Walmart Neighborhood Market in a pocket.
2: Absolutely. So, like you mentioned, it's a Walmart Neighborhood Market. Uh, we're geared towards being your local grocery store. So, as you walk into our store, it's a forty-one point two prototype, which is forty-one thousand square feet. Um, you you'll be welcomed by our fresh farmer's market area, and then as you tour around the store, you'll see your fresh produce, deli, bakery, and meat departments. We'll obviously have your uh, basic grocery needs as well as um, consumables, what we call it, shampoo, laundry, detergent, etc. Uh, we also have a pharmacy with a drive-through experience for uh, easy convenience for you to get in and out, as well as a new service that we're providing, which is online grocery pickup.
1: Now, can you talk, tell us a little bit about how the, uh, the concept of the Walmart neighborhood market came into being, evolved over the last several years.
2: So um, to my knowledge, have been with the company and the neighborhood markets for eight years now. We, uh, we're a smaller store geared towards a fast and easy and convenient shopping experience for the customer. So that's one of the main goals we're there for, to make sure you can get in and out, get what you need, and uh, have a good day.
1: And the Walmart neighborhood market of Popka is located at 820 Balmy Beach Drive, which is right off Highway 436. And we're, and we're speaking with Matthew Neal, who's the store, store manager for the brand new Walmart Neighborhood Market in Apopka. And tell us a little bit about what what are some of the other items that pe- that people have, and and who who are the customers that you are looking to to attract? Uh, we're looking for
2: for uh, all the customers. I mean, anybody that is uh, interested in shopping at a, a grocery store, if you will. We want to be your local grocery store, so we have again fresh products that we have to offer all the way to the basic pantry needs um, that we have. Also, one service that we do have on top of that is uh, our Walmart.com services. So, again, focus on the convenience of it. There is over millions of items on Walmart.com that you can actually ship to the store for free using our two-day service.
1: And also, I noticed, uh, Matthew, when I was um, over there last, that you've got actually a a place where you make, make deli sandwiches and things like that on the spot.
2: Yes, sir. We have a fresh deli and bakery department. Our deli uh, will consist of fresh-made warm food, chickens, um, things like that, and then also our our fresh-made sandwiches, deli wraps, and what we call pinwheels.
1: Friends, we're glad you're joining us on the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Right now we're speaking with Mr. Matthew Neal. He's the store manager of the brand-new Walmart Neighborhood Market in Apopka, located 820 Balmy Beach Drive. Now Matthew, now you would, as you said, you've been with neighborhood mar- Walmart neighborhood markets for the past eight years uh, in other locations. Can you just tell us a little bit about your career with Walmart and maybe starting with how you came to to, uh, to work with Walmart?
2: Uh, yes, sir. I actually grew up in the Pop Orlando area and um, saw these neighborhood markets opening up on the east side of uh, Orlando. Um, I applied as a part-time cashier I was doing that amongst other things, going through college at the time. Uh, Walmart gave the opportunity to start as a part-time cashier. A few weeks later, I promoted to my uh, role as a customer service manager, then to a support manager, and um, then I was able to uh, start in the management careers.
1: And tell us about a little bit some of the other stores that you've worked at.
2: Yeah, I actually started on Alfa and Curry Ford in Orlando. Um, then I went to Apopka Vineland and West Colonial in Orlando. I ventured off to the new store at the time in 2013 on Orange in Michigan, which was a neighborhood market as well. And then I uh, transferred over to the Supercenter side of the business to experience that on Turkey Lake Road.
1: Now, I also want to one thing I'd like to have you share and, and just talk to you about is, from what I understand, your part of your concept um, for reaching your customers at Walmart Neighborhood Market is to really have a, a strong presence in the community and to have some connections with the with your local communities. That's a little bit different than maybe some of the models of other large uh, corporate chain stores. Can you can you talk about that aspect of of Walmart yes, Walmart sir. Neighborhood Market?
2: Yes, sir. In my management career, um, we've done different unique things to reach out to the community. Uh, we have some of the larger organizations, uh, such as Second Harvest or Arnold Palmer, Winnie Palmer Hospitals, uh, that we go out and we do any kind of events for, volunteer our time, show the community that we support it. And then we also look for the uh, um, the new and upcoming organizations that may need some help. Uh, Man Up Mentoring was one of the most recent um, community organizations that we helped and we grew them, um, helped grow them, and they're great. Um, intentions very well actually
1: so. when you're listening to the roger franklin Williams show we're speaking with mr matthew neal store manager of the new walmart neighborhood market in apopka yes one thing as an observation i've actually heard um i noticed this myself but i've heard several other people mention about your store specifically in, in apopka is that you know, notice the uh uh the the banners you had uh you know uh, about apopka high school and and things like that, and uh, that was just a very very nice touch you know I've heard people commenting on that, and I've uh, got a good real feel for it
2: great yeah localization is something we definitely want to do. we appreciate the community uh welcome us in with open arms, and we just want to want to give back as much as we can
1: now Matthew, in a, you know competitive world that we're all in and especially the you know grocery store market is is one of the most- comp- highly competitive and especially retail in general um what um what are some of the advantages or what are some of the things that customers would find at walmart neighborhood market that that you know, frankly might be better uh you know from from a consumer point of view than some of the other other places they could they could shop
2: in the area i can tell you that again one of our main focuses is to br- provide a an easy and convenient shopping experience so the neighborhood markets provide uh just that from our walmart.com services that i was explaining you can order just about any item on our website and get it shipped to the store for free in two days, um also that online grocery pickup is something that we're we're um, implementing. We have it in our store we're we're excited to bring it to the Apopka community uh for those of you for those of you that have tried it um it is absolutely wonderful getting a lot of good responses for it. and if you haven't, you have to do it, download the app at walmart grocery um select our store and load up your basket
1: now, c- can you also talk about um you know, some of the some of your other employees well uh, one, one, one other thing we wanted to talk about was one of the things that I've noticed, I mean, even before this I started building the store, the sign that that went up is your color scheme is eye-catching and and it's dominated by what I would term Kelly, bright Kelly green color. In fact, you have your bright green tie on today and a bright green name badge. Um, can you? I mean, I'm and I'm sure, knowing Walmart like I do, I mean that's not happenstance. Uh, everything Walmart does um, and Sam Walton did always has a reason. Talk, talk about your, your, your color scheme, the way you present the store.
2: Well, to, to my knowledge, and the only thing I could say about that is that we are trying to um, make it very easy for you to identify uh, certain areas in your shopping experience. So the bright green, lime green is our neighborhood market colors. However, we added the orange for all the pickup services. So you can easily identify that, whether it's from mobile experiences in the pharmacy to the com I mentioned earlier, as well as online grocery pickup. So... And um
1: now I'd like to we're speaking with Walmart neighborhood market manager Matthew Neal of the brand new store in Apopka. It's located eight twenty Balmy Beach Drive. And can you of course it always takes um, any successful business or organization needs to have a good staff. Can you talk about a little bit about your staff and you know how people were selected to work at the Apopka Walmart neighborhood market?
2: Yeah, that's a favorite part about my, my job and my role in this is I uh, have the finest group of 93 individuals i've ever worked for um the majority of us do live in apopka and i say us because i also do live in apopka short distance from my my location and um very overwhelming how great of a staff we hired from the apopka area
1: and you know we've our last couple we've got a couple minutes about two minutes before we uh have to go to our break now is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners about the new walmart neighborhood market in
2: apopka the one thing I could say is that we have a very unique shopping experience here waiting for you at 820 Balmy Beach Drive. Uh, all of our associates um, and myself are very excited to be in the Apopka Seminole County area. Um, very excited to be here. We want you to give us a, a shot at being your local grocery store. And if there's anything better that we can do, I am open ears because I am I'm here for you.
1: That's great. Well, I want to appreciate. You. Thank you for coming, stopping by to join us on the program today and bring us up to date. And I can tell I can share with our listeners um my own experiences I've already been there as a shopper and uh it's a very welcoming we're very warm welcoming and, and very bright uh uplifting um, sparkling clean environment it's a it's a it's a good it's a good experience
2: appreciate you very much and thank you again for having me on the show
1: and friends we're going to break in a moment before we do I want to remind you that Our program is sponsored and supported by our friends over at Florida Door Solutions, as are all the programs you hear on 1520 WBZW, FM 105.5, The Answer, and AM 660, The Answer. Do you have garage door problems? Florida Door Solutions has your solution. Florida Door Solutions services and repairs and carries all the best-named brands in the garage door industry. They also have a large residential division and a large commercial division, and in fact, some of their customers are some of the leading business and well, best-known businesses in Central Florida. So to find out more about Florida's best garage door company, you can visit com. that's com, or give them a call at 866-FLA-DOOR, that's 866-FLA-DOOR, easy to remember and tell them Roger Franklin Williams sent you. Also, we'll be talking later in our program about the 2018 Apopka Mayor's Prayer Breakfast that's coming up Thursday, May the 3rd, and it will be at the Apopka Community Center, also formerly well-known uh, well as the VFW, at 519 South Central Avenue, just two blocks south of Highway 441. Doors open, and buffet starts at 6.30 a.m. Program starts at promptly at 7 a.m. The guest speaker is John Stimberger. Well, friends, we're going to go to a quick break. We look forward to joining you in just a moment, so please stay with us on The Roger Franklin Williams Show. Welcome back to The Roger Franklin Williams Show. Great to be with you today. Let's enjoy our first conversation with Mr. Matthew Neal. He's the brand-new store manager of the brand-new neighborhood, excuse me, the Walmart neighborhood market in a Popkip. Now, in a moment, we'll go to our next guest. Before we do, though, I want to let you know that for anybody out there who's looking for a auto repair shop that'll care for your car, truck, van, or any other vehicle with old school honesty, integrity, and dependability, I urge you to get over to Demetrius and Odysseus Virgos at Sheeler Auto Repair. No job is too big or too small for the guys at Sheeler Auto Repair. You can trust the guys. At Sheila Auto Repair, in fact, that's where I take my car. They're located 1908 South Orange Blossom Trail, Apopka. And tell them Roger Franklin Williams sent you. Now we're very pleased to be joined by Pastor Daryl Morgan, of course, who's the pastor of Word of Life Church, and of course, he's also the president of the Apopka Christian Ministers Alliance, and by Mr. Dale Fenwick joining us as well founder of the apopka voice and we'll be talking about the 2018 apopka mayor's prayer breakfast which is coming up very soon thursday may the third at the apopka community center 519 south central avenue well, pastor morgan and dale thanks for coming over Great.
3: well thank you roger thanks for having us
1: let's go first to pastor Gerald morgan and can you just – why don't you start by just uh, telling us some of the basic details of the prayer breakfast, and then we'll go from there.
3: Well, first of all, uh, Mayor Land years ago came to the uh, Papaka Christian Ministry Alliance. We used to meet in the hospital, and he said, why don't you take this to the VFW? And we did. It's been a success ever since. It's been a great community event, an event where we actually pray. Many of the pastors from all over the community – uh, Popka Christian Ministerial Alliance is made up of pastors from every denomination. And we meet together for lunch. We plan events. Um this is this is actually a fundraiser. We take the money, put it back in the event. I mean back in the community. And um this year our guest speaker is John Stemberger, which Dale will 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 introduce more. But we're we're gonna meet at seven o'clock. The breakfast starts at six thirty, and we're gonna pray over the community. We pray over the nation. In my opinion, it's uh, prayer is the thing that changed the last election, not the Republicans or the Democrats. It was the church praying, and I think um, I think that we need to be doing this again.
1: And now, we'll good Dale Finwick, Dale, thank you. To, thank you for joining us. God, glad, glad to be here. And uh, why don't you tell us, as, as Pastor Morgan mentioned, the guest speaker is John Stenberger, who's you who's know, been very active in a you. Know, the Christian community, also in the political community for many years. Just a little bit more about John Stenberger.
0: Sure. John is the, uh, he's the president of the Florida Family Policy Council, but I think more importantly, he's been an advocate for traditional values in Florida for really more than 30 years. Uh, I mean, back in 1989, for example, he was a lobbyist for the Florida Right to Life. And uh, in one of the things that I think uh, he and the policy council are most known for is uh, in 2008, uh, he was the chairman of the uh, Constitution effort to uh, to, to, uh, to, uh, to uh, amend the uh, Florida Constitution to define uh, marriage as between one man and one woman, and that passed in two thousand eight despite the, by sixty two percent, despite the fact that uh, Barack Obama was elected president and, and, and handily won Florida as well, but that was a major thing. Uh, later after that, he launched a program called Strong Marriages Florida. uh, reduce the divorce rate and strengthen marriages across the state. Uh, He's also known for defending Rifka Berry, the Muslim teenager who uh, ran away from uh, her family in Ohio, came to Florida to avoid, uh, well, she was in fear of her life because she had converted to Christianity and there was a problem there. Uh, A couple more things, uh, he's a former Eagle Scout and a Scoutmaster. But a few years ago, after the uh, Boy Scouts made their decision regarding uh, homosexuals serving in, uh, in leadership, he was the uh, uh, leading force behind founding uh, Trail Life USA, which is a Christian alternative uh, and uh, basically leadership program for, for boys. So again, I mean, his accomplishments go on and on. The key thing is that it's all about uh, traditional values, and that's what he's going to talk about, I think, on, uh, at the prayer breakfast.
1: That'll be the Apopka Mayor's Prayer Breakfast coming up on Thursday, May the 3rd at the Apopka Community Center, 519 South Central Avenue. Now, let's go back to Pastor Daryl Morgan, pastor of Word of Life Church, also president of the Apopka Christian Ministerial Alliance. Pastor Morgan, tell us a, a little bit about, or a little bit more about the Apopka Christian Ministerial Alliance. I think that's a pretty unique organization and they do a lot of great work in the apopka community
3: well, well you know doug bangston uh, took that uh, idea and resurrected the uh, alliance years ago began to bring pastors together when we started getting together we began to look into the community and see what we could do jointly together let me let me give you a, a list of some of the stuff we've done we, we gave $10,000 to the Apopka uh, Police Department for a remote car so they could go into the schools and educate children. We have given to the Loaves and Fishes, the Anthony House. We did a, uh, we worked with uh, Orange County on their go-to-back-to-school, buying backpacks for children, primarily South Apopka and um, everywhere. We've, we've supported sponsorships for the South Apopka Ministerial Alliance. Last year we did an event for the Wounded Officers Initiative. What I found out from a, um, a Corporal, Orange County Corporal, that goes to my church, that you know we we talk about the the officers that get shot and they die, but what about the guys that don't die? What happens to them? So we raised money. We had a barbecue, raised money for that. We uh, put money in the Gospel Fest, and then we did a youth event. So. <laughs> Those are the few that I remember, but anyway it, it's been a powerful organization uh it's been a joy to do i've had the joy of doing this two years in a row and so uh we're just putting back in the community roger and can you talk about
1: kind of the sense of camaraderie and the connectedness because you know i you know as an observer and uh you know church goer for Close to sixty years now. I know some ministers always always known for for getting along, uh, but can you, uh, well, you I, know, to talk I, about? I the, have the, the, the a joke.
3: I have a joke. If it's this okay. is a I said working with pastors is like washing a cat. Um, we pastors are most some of the most independent men on the planet, and rightly so. They need to be. So what we've done is that we gather around a common goal that Jesus is Lord. Sure, we all differ doctrinally. But we don't differ on Jesus and we don't differ on the mission of the church and the fact that Jesus came for people. So if we keep our focus on that, and we've also learned to work together, um, there's a Baptist pastor, First Baptist Church. He feeds the homeless. My wife and I were talking about going down and just, just serving in the soup kitchen in a Baptist church. And, uh, actually it's, it's been fun. To work with other denominations, because you find out they love the Lord just like we do, and uh, then we sometimes in privately we talk about what we don 't agree on and, and have some fun and i 've actually had uh, make some adjustments in my theology hanging around other men of God we you know iron sharpens iron so it 's been good and i 'll just add you know popka's such a unique community in, in
1: many, so many positive ways, and one of those is i i got to suspect that we probably have more churches per capita than probably any town our size, you know, most a, towns our size. I'm
3: opinionated. is uh, 50,000 people, 100,000 people northeast. It is probably the best-kept secret in central Florida. It's, it's, a, it's lit- The school systems are run by Christians. The mayor is a Christian. The, the guys that sit on the city council now are all Christians, and uh, we kind of help with that. Um, but it is a great place uh, to raise a family, and it's more community, and it always has had that flavor. It's a wonderful place.
1: And so I think it's great to see, um, you know, in so many uh, d- diverse denominations, um, Christian denominations, and it's uh, great to see the work that you do with the popular Christian Let me tell you something a- that we started alliance. doing. I,
3: there was men in churches that I didn't know. So I just called them up one day and said, let's go to lunch. It's amazing what happens when you sit and let's say the pastor of X church, when you learn his name and he becomes a friend, everything changes. You find out about his family. You find out about his children. You start praying for him. A friendship develops, and I think that's what's been missing.
1: Let's go back to Dale Fenwick. And, Dale, can you talk more, um, of course, anything else that that you'd like to share about the guest speaker at the Prayer Breakfast, John Stenberger, and, of course, that will be coming up Thursday, May 3rd, starting at uh, buffet breakfast starts at 6.30 a.m., and the program starts at 7 a.m. But also his organization, the Florida Family Policy Council, which you serve as a member of the board.
0: Right. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of things that go on. Uh, something that most people don't know is that uh, John Stenberger was actually somewhat instrumental in the adoption of a uh, constitutionally defendable invocation policy in Apopka. Uh Perhaps you remember a couple of years ago when an uh, atheist organization wanted to come in and, and start offering invocations, and the, the people were rightly so rightly upset about that. Um, and John actually helped me make contact with the attorneys for Alliance Defending Freedom, who had successfully defended the city of Greece, New York, before the before the Supreme Court. And so they helped craft a uh, invocation policy that was ultimately adopted by the city council, uh, so the invocations can uh, continue as they have uh, under well for a, as long as we can all, all remember. Um, you know, something else that, uh, speaking of prayer breakfast, uh, the Policy Council has, has an annual prayer breakfast in Tallahassee, uh, where just bef- at the beginning of each uh, legislative session. And so it's something that people come from all around the state to uh, to participate in. And like the Apopka prayer breakfast, there's a lot of praying that goes on. Now, in that particular one, the prayers are for the elected officials who come to the prayer breakfast. And there is a, a a layperson, so to speak, who prays for each of the elected officials who uh, who comes there. So there's a lot of things that go on in that. Uh, And lastly, I suppose I should say this, uh, the annual uh, dinner uh, that the Policy Council puts on an event is actually two days after the prayer breakfast. It's on Saturday, uh, May 5th. And uh, this year, they're going to have, uh, we're going to have Frank Luntz from, I guess, Fox News fame. Um, uh, He's going to be interviewing the two declared Republican candidates for for governor, um, Adam Putnam and... uh,
1: it's not exactly a household name yet,
0: but he's working on it. Oh, I'm uh, sorry. It is a household name. Uh, Ron DeSantis, who's a, a U.S. representative from the, uh, from from up, up the north, north coast.
1: And, well, friends, we're going to take a quick break in just a moment. We'll come back, we'll continue to be joined by Pastor Daryl Morgan, pastor of Word of Life Christian Church and also president of the Apopka Christian Ministerial Alliance, and Dale Fenwick, member of the board of the Florida Family Policy Council and founder of the Apopka uh, Voice. Before we go to break, you know Mother's Day is not too far away. I want to highly recommend a great place, the perfect place, actually, I think, you could get the perfect Mother's Day gift. That's Network Sound and Video. Our friend Rhonda, uh, Vito and Rhonda Fira, will craft a gift perfectly for you. You can find them at NetworkSoundAndVideo.com. We'll tell you more about them a little bit later. That's NetworkSoundAndVideo.com. Please stay with us. We'll be right back on The Roger Franklin Williams Show. Welcome back to The Roger Franklin Williams Show. I'm pleased to be joined today by Pastor Darrell Morgan, Apopka Christian Ministerial Alliance, President of it, and Pastor of the Word of Life Church. Also by Dale Fenwick, among other things, founder of the Apopka Voice and a member of the board of the Florida Family Policy Council. Of course, the leader of the and Florida Family Policy Council John Stimberger will be the featured speaker at this year's Apopka Mayor's Prayer Breakfast, which will take place Thursday, May the 3rd, at the Apopka Community Center, 519 South Central Avenue, Apopka. The doors and buffet open at 6.30 a.m. program will begin at 7 a.m. Now, before we go back to Pastor Morgan and Dale, I want to continue to tell you a little bit about the great place to get the perfect Mother's Day gift, that's network sound and video, where, your mem- as you know, your memories can last forever. And you, Vito and Rhonda can take great pictures that you have and craft uh, an on, um, a perfect online uh, video for you. They can take outdated uh, media that you've got, uh, VHS tapes, et cetera, uh, 8mm tapes, things that you can't even access anymore, and convert them to modern-day um, media and technology, where you can just uh, plug them into your computer and enjoy those once again. So um, I encourage you to contact Network Sound and Video, Vito and Rhonda, at NetworkSoundAndVideo.com, or just go by and see them. They're conveniently located on Ronald Reagan Boulevard in Longwood in the Merritt Center. It's Network Sound and Video. Now let's go back to Pastor Daryl Morgan and Dale Fenwick. And Pastor Morgan, tell us about how tickets people can attend this
3: breakfast well thank you for that um first of all you can get physical tickets if you would like to walk in at the apopka chief and planter on park avenue in, in apopka or you can go to the apopka area chamber of commerce now thanks to dale finwick him and i've been talking and my son justin you can now get tickets at eventbrite just go to eventbrite and look at apopka and you can find them there or word of life those are places you can get a online ticket so there's uh, many ways to get a ticket, and uh, we're looking forward to everybody coming. Every year it packs out, so you need you need to get your ticket now because usually the last few days they start buying up. Oh yeah, it's so.
1: always uh, yes, uh,
3: quite a crowd, full, full house, absolutely. Yes.
1: yes. Now I would also like to have you. Let's go back to Dale Finwick right now. And Dale, is there anything else that you would like to share specifically about the guest speaker, John Stimberger, the family? the Florida Family Policy Council or, or anything else?
0: Well, let me just say that John uh, uh, has told me a little bit about what he plans to uh, to present uh, to the, the people who come, and he has a talk that is entitled Standing Alone, uh, basically about the courage and character of men and women who have stood alone oftentimes in the course of human history, and but by doing so, they, they changed history. And so it's going to be a very, uh, I think, inspiring and encouraging message.
1: And that's going to be the 2018 Apopka Mayor's Prayer Breakfast Thursday, May third, at the Apopka Community Center. Doors open 6:30 a.m. Program starts at 7 a.m. Now let's go back to Pastor Daryl Morgan, and Pastor, to start with a very basic question: What um, talk about prayer and why 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 why
3: should we pray? Well, thank you. This is a prayer breakfast. And even though we bring in a guest speaker and we've had Coach Bowden, Sammy Smith, John Rivers, um, the, the, the prayer breakfast is actually around prayer. And I'm going to tell you why. I've pastored now for over 30 years in Apopka. I've traveled to almost 20 nations in my life preaching the gospel. I read an article one time by John Wesley, and he made a statement that changed my life. It says, it seems as though God can do nothing except we ask him. And then he said, why that is, I do not know. In America today, we've got the idea that God is running everything no matter what we do, and I'm going to disagree with that. Years ago, the Lord made a statement to me, and I, and everywhere I go now, I, I kind of start off by asking this a uh, stupid question, can God do anything? Every time I've asked that question, every person says yes, everybody. And then I say, what would you do if I said I can tell you three things he can't do? Well, it gets their attention, and they look at me like I've lost my mind. Well, the first thing is Titus 1-2, God can't lie. And when I say that, they all go, yeah, we knew that. And they so they're waiting on number two. And I say, he can't die. He's the Alpha, the Omega. He's the beginning and the end. He's the first and the last. And they all look at me and go, yeah, I knew that. And so they're waiting on number three. They know that's the big one. Even though God is a sovereign God, he's bound himself to the word. For instance, let me give you an example. Let's say... That, for instance, I give an altar call, and I say, Roger Williams, I want to lead you to the Lord right now and get you born again. I think everybody knows Roger's a Christian. But anyway, uh, and, and then we go to God, and he goes, no, not today. I'm God. Tell Roger to come back tomorrow. We know that God cannot do that. Now, I think sometimes we need to realize that there's things he can't do. Why is it he has bound himself to us? He doesn't. We're not, we're not down here trying to talk God into the notion of doing something. Prayer is working with And when we get this mindset that we do need to pray, I believe the last election was turned by prayer. I think America will remain great if the church remains keeping, becomes a praying people. And I think sometimes we get so busy, we don't think of the importance of going to God. This prayer breakfast is bringing us back. To the thought that this is a national day of prayer. We're going to pray over our government. We're going to pray over our schools. We're going to pray over pastors. We're going to pray over our city. We're going to pray for the mayor, the new mayor that day. I think that prayer is one thing that the church needs to return to. And, and I know people do pray, but I think it needs to become a higher priority in our lives than it is right now. So that's kind of the focus of this. Let me quote one more scripture. Proverbs 29, 2. When the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when the wicked rules, the people groan. Have you ever had years in America, Roger, that you groaned? Yeah. I think the church failed to, to get on her knees at that time. So,
1: Great. Thank you for sharing, Pastor Daryl Morgan. And, yeah, in fact, we actually had a president when I first discovered that that particular <laughs> verse. And I kind of the version that I, that I remembered it was uh, when the leader is wicked, the people will suffer. And, you know, and they I have suffered pretty, before, haven't they? Pretty accurate statement. Um, let's back to, to Dale Finwick. And, and, Dale, uh, what else would you like to share?
0: Well, one thing, uh, uh, Pastor Morgan, you were going over the list of uh, different uh, groups that we'll be praying for. I, I, I'm not sure if you mentioned the first responders or not, but uh, e- even if you did, I'm going to r- r- mention that now. And, you know, recent events in uh, Gilchrist County where uh, two deputies were, were shot uh, just while they were eating dinner. Just tell us just how important the first responders, both the fire and the police and the EMTs are, And we've got remarkable men and women in Apopka. And I think it's just important, you know, not only that we pray for them at the annual prayer breakfast, but really on a a continuing basis.
3: You know, we have a card that we hand out in our church to first responders. Um, I have a man in my church who's a major in the Army. We have police officers. Psalm 91 guarantees us protection. You know, I don't know whether you guys know this or not, but I heard a stat one time that in the largest church in the world, Seoul, Korea, um, when they sent their boys to Vietnam, Every boy they sent, they put a prayer warrior. 100%. Now, this is a church of a million people. 100% of those boys returned. Now, that's phenomenal to me. In the Bible, in David's army, when they obeyed God, they didn't lose a man. That's To me, that's amazing. I think, Dale, what you just said is very important. Praying over our first responders, praying over the men and women in arms, uh, it's, it's not just a religious exercise. God actually answers those prayers.
1: Pastor Daryl Morgan at the Apopka Christian Ministerial Alliance. We're, friends, were are generally we're talking about the 2018 Apopka Mayor's Prayer Breakfast coming up Thursday, May 3rd. Doors open at 6.30 a.m., but they will begin to be served. The program starts at 7 a.m. The location is the Apopka Community Center, 519 South Central Avenue in Apopka. It's just two blocks south of Highway 441. Guest speaker is John Stemberger, founder of the Florida Family Policy Council and very active in religious and political circles for the last 30-plus years in Florida. And, Dale, what else can you share with us about uh, John Stemberger?
0: Well, I guess I probably should say this. You know, John's been married for more than 20 years to his wife, Olivia. He's got four children. I think the names are interesting and, and significant, uh, Joseph, Benjamin, Hannah, and Rachel.
1: Um, Pastor Morgan, can you tell us, um, You know, and I also want to, once again, you mentioned Pastor Doug Bankson and, and his leadership and his role in this whole you know, endeavor, going back to the very beginning. But of course, his Church Victory Church World Outreach Center is, is instrumental in helping put this together. And and, and Pastor Bankson does a lot of great work in a, in a variety of different
3: well, areas in uh, community. You know, Doug, and now he's actually
1: on the Apopka City Council as well.
3: Doug's been a friend for years. Um, one one of the things is him and I have walked together, prayed together, worked together. We actually pray for his church. I'm very proud of Doug. Doug is one of the smartest people I've ever met. I honestly admire him because he's pastor of church, sitting on the city council. He's involved in helping the city in many ways. Just a great guy. He he helped start the alliance, and then he every year he hands it off. We, as a president, we're only there for two years, so every. Uh, pastors from all over the city have an opportunity to step up to the plate, be the president, and take the take the reins. It's not it's not just run by one small group of people. So everybody gets to uh, to work in it. And I Doug set it up that way. We set it up that way from the beginning. So it's it's a great organization. Let me give you just a second here. R- remember that the, this prayer breakfast. There's, you know, the uh, the police department will be there. Mike McKinley will be there leading us in the Pledge of Allegiance. Laverne Childs will be there singing uh, See You Again. Um, the color guard will be there. The, uh, there's a lot that goes on in that morning, and it, it's a beautiful, beautiful time. So I, I highly recommend coming out.
1: That's the 2018 Apopka Mayor's Prayer Breakfast coming up Thursday, May the 3rd, held at the Apopka Community Center, 519 South Central Avenue in Apopka, doors and buffet open at 6:30 a.m. program
3: starts at 7 with featured guest speaker John Steinberger. John, I mean uh, one more thing that I like to mention is after the breakfast we all will meet in City Hall on the steps. We're looking for 100 to 200 people to come out as a community, not a part of the breakfast. Uh, Shirley Sharp Terrell is the, is the head of this, and she's a great praying woman. She comes out, and we're going to be praying over the city of Apopka from City Hall steps. Powerful meeting. Love to have the community come out for that. And once
1: again, coming up Thursday, May 3rd, prayer breakfast, doors open 630 a.m. Program at 7 a.m. Well, Pastor Dale Morgan, thank you for being here to share thank about you, the Roger. prayer breakfast you, and Roger's. other great things as well. Dale Fenwick, thank you for being here.
0: Great. Thank you. And for
1: the great work you're doing promoting the 2018 Apocalypse Apopka Prayer Breakfast. Well, friends, we're going to go to another break. Before we do, one more thing I want to give you one more word about network sound and video. And once again, I strongly suggest that would be a perfect place if you're wanting to get the perfect gift for mother for your mother for Mother's Day. You can call them too at 407 834 8555. That's 834 Eighty-five fifty-five network sound and video where memories last forever we'll be back back on the Roger Frank and Wim show welcome back Wim show we'll continue our my our discussion my thoughts sharing my thoughts with you about Donald Trump and his presidency and maybe some things that aren't talked about um, that you don't really we'll see in, in the course of the regular coverage. Because obviously it's so blatantly biased. And talk a little bit about that a little bit more as well in a moment. I, I do want to let you know that our program and all the programs you hear on our stations are supported by Dr. Patrick St. Germain, DC, and com. And I want to let you know that Dr. Patrick St. Germain has worked with athletes at all levels from elite high school and college athletes to professional athletes to Olympic champions. So when you're in pain, call Dr. Saint Germain at eight five five when in pain. That's eight five five when in pain. When you're in pain, call Dr. Saint Germain at eight five five when in pain. And also of course when I say a hello to our friends over at Florida Door Solutions and let you know that if you've got garage door problems, Florida Door Solutions has your solution. Florida Door Solutions carries all the best brands in the garage door industry and services all types and brands of garage doors. You can find them at com. That's com, or just give them a call at 866-FLA-DOOR. That's 866-FLA-DOOR and tell them Roger Franklin Williams sent you. Now, I'd like to pick up our discussion about the Trump presidency and um, and also to share some more contrast with Trump's presidency than, than, the, than the John F. Kennedy presidency. Why don't we go ahead and shift gears on that right now? Of course, my premise is which is obviously not no brilliant deduction it's as obvious you can get however there are people out there that, that do miss it is that the, the the media coverage of Trump his presidency I believe it, it certainly it's certainly it's the most outrageously biased over-the-top negative I would say even obsessive compulsive negative coverage of any person that I've, I've seen in my lifetime C- certainly any president or certainly elected official and I think that that needs to be pushed back against. And that's why we're having this conversation right now. I don't think it's enough because at one time I even thought, well, gee, you know, that's so negative. People aren't even going to be, you know, appeal to it. People aren't even going to believe it. I've learned <laughs> because I know people that are being brainwashed. That's not really the case. Um, people are being brainwashed every day about Trump. A lot of people that, let me put it this way comparatively speaking, not a whole lot of people listen to CNN. Comparatively speaking, not a whole lot of people listen to or watch MSNBC, a lot of the other mainstream media, um, specifically those two. However, you know, a significant number of people watch it, and the people watching it are literally being brainwashed and swayed and influenced by it. Some of these people are are good Americans and good people. So my point is (laughs) is is where certainly what I'm going to do, and I encourage you to do too, if, if you support Trump and support his agenda, which starts with America first, his respect and love for the country, his respect and love for our founding traditions, just like, like I do and, and, and you do, um, his understanding of the Declaration of Independence, his understanding of the role that God plays in our freedom, in the founding of the country, and and in the whole concept of freedom, that our rights come from God, um, the natural law of things, not from man and not from governments. In fact, if you want to read an outstanding um inaugural address it was john f kennedy's inaugural address from january of 1961 where he explicitly states that one of the outstanding things about our country and about our freedom about america is that we understand that our rights come from god not from the generosity of the state of course a lot of people on his side of the fence or who claim to be on his side of the fence now don't don't buy probably just the opposite but my point is is that you know, my point is not to just sit there and, and um, accept this super negative coverage of Trump, and, and 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 understand and acknowledge that that when that when you see polls or even you talk to friends, certain people, certain number of people are going to be um, swayed negatively by that, and we just have to, to try to help set the record straight with them um, with with facts, which is I know from my own experience, is incredibly tough to do um, because politics is so emotional. But here here in our final moments, here's the point I would make is that we need to understand and realize that the information we're getting about Trump is extraordinarily biased in a negative way that will even if you consume it, it will have an effect on you. It will. That's just that's just fact. I have made a choice not to consume it. I haven't watched CNN and I don't know when other than when I briefly walk into a store or something, uh, which sadly has them on. And then I even try not to pay attention to it, but then I, it's almost a good thing because I see how incredibly off the wall, negative and slanted they are. But, um, so I, but I've just chosen not to, not to, um, consume it. And I would encourage you to, because I haven't missed a thing <laughs> by not watching cable TV news. I haven't literally, I haven't missed a thing. I haven't missed a thing other than a lot of frustration and even sadness from, from even checking out and observing MSNBC or, or some of these, well, some, you know, pretty much all of the, the mainstream media products. So that's the way that I've chosen to handle it. But, but let me just say this is that the way to, to, I just want to draw a contrast and give you a brief um, example illustration. We talked a little bit about this last week. John F. Kennedy administration virtually and, and I'm old enough to remember you know <laughs> the John F. Kennedy administration. I was very young. I was in first grade when he was assassinated and of course that's a whole other topic for another day but it's really amazing what the information, the credible information that's out there concerning what really happened in the assassination of John F. Kennedy. Of course, now that the case has gone cold, a lot of information um, has been lost to history and we'll never know. But to me, it's just absolutely obvious. I don't see how anybody could really take a thorough, objective analysis, if you will, or observation of the information that we do know. And conclude that this was not a conspiracy. I think that it was absolutely a conspiracy to, to, to murder the president, President John F. Kennedy. I think the Warren Commission was a complete sham. It was an effort by you know by Lyndon Johnson to cover up and so that we could just move forward as a country. Now, I'm not even saying that that was even necessarily um, an awful thought to a certain extent by Johnson. I'm not even I'm not questioning his motives because. You know, he's probably thinking, well, gee, what, what if, you know, we investigate these things and what if we find out the Russians killed him um, or, or the Cubans supported by the Russians? We could be on the brink of nuclear war here. Uh, I don't want to have to deal with that. So I'm just saying that there were there were some logical reasons why, um, you know, they, they just kind of wanted to whitewash the assassination, put it behind us, try to move forward. But my point is, that's exactly what happened. Uh, some of the you know, anyway, the, the Warren Commission was a sham. I and mean, that's, that's just you know, that's just a fact. But the point is, is. You can. It's amazing what we can find now. It's amazing what you can find on YouTube. It's amazing what we what books have been written, um, that really document. in my, my own personal theory, and and comes from the work done by the Congressional Committee on House Assassination on assassinations, which took place in 1978, where and and uh, Professor Blakely was a major driving force behind this, who's now a professor at Notre Dame. At the time, he was the counsel of this particular committee. He also, early in his career, came up as a young lawyer in Washington in the Justice Department uh, under Robert Kennedy, who was the attorney general. Uh, And he was part of the effort, the very aggressive effort, to seek out, prosecute, investigate and prosecute members of the mafia. And I think this whole, that whole effort led by Robert Kennedy Definitely had a hand in the assassination of his brother John F. Kennedy. But my point is, uh, Professor Blakely, others who did did the research, you know, who did not do what the Warren Commission did, which was just turn their other way, you know, look, put their heads in the sand, you know, come up with a bogus report. This House Congressional Committee on Assassinations in 1978 exhaustively researched, reviewed, talked to people, and their conclusion was: there's a high probability that there was a conspiracy to murder President Kennedy and that the mafia was a big part of it. I subscribe to that theory that that's, you know, I don't even we obviously don't have time right now. We don't have time right now to go in and connect all the dots, but I encourage you to do your own, your own research. And it's very easy to do. Once again, uh, utilizing tools such as YouTube and Google, but to, here in our closing couple minutes, what I would say and what I'd like to say is that, you know, um, The way that the John F. Kennedy administration was covered by the mainstream media, and they they weren't anything like as as biased as they are now, but they obviously, back in that time, were biased, and they were biased towards the liberal side of things, and they were biased towards the side of John F. Kennedy. What do any of us think about? What are some of the first images and first thoughts that come to our mind whenever we hear the name John F. Kennedy, or the phrase John F. Kennedy presidency? Well, (laughs) Camelot almost a utopian situation the best and the brightest his cabinet the best and the brightest which oh by the way the best and brightest were led by defense secretary robert mcnamara who as we talked about before uh, history has proven to us um, no he wasn't one of the best and the brightest the guy was an imbecile and a moron and he took us down a path uh, one of the most destructive paths in american history by the way he conducted the vietnam war but and that that gets to my point What, what do we think of with trump you know a, a, a narrative, a false narrative that's being created uh, with all kinds of negative, negative imagery, negative uh, adjectives, and negative assessments of Donald Trump. Negative, 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 coming from the mainstream media. Okay, well, you, you take a – okay, peel back the curtain on the John F. Kennedy presidency, and, and here's one thing in our, in our finding, uh, closing moments, and we'll talk more about this in the future. One of the things, one of the buzzwords, if you will, that the mainstream media attaches to Donald Trump's presidency, chaos. Oh, chaotic. Now, I will say that that, you know, from what I you know, read and observe from firsthand sources and even observe from Trump's presidency, he is a fly by the seats kind of guy. He's very instinctive. He makes instantaneous, uh, instinctive decisions. And that's very different from the presidencies that we've observed um, in recent years, certainly in my lifetime. But the point is, the media has, you know, creating a narrative of the pre- for pretty much from day one of the Trump presidency as as chaos. Well, if you take a hard look at the John F. Kennedy presidency, let me just to say in our closing seconds a few things. Okay, his brother was the attorney general, by the way, appointed with virtually no legal experience and background for the job to begin with in his early 30s. He had an employee named J. Edgar Hoover, who was the head of the FBI, Federal Bureau of Investigation. Hoover was literally conducting surveillance on both Robert F. Kennedy and John F. Kennedy. He let them know the things that he found, and yes, boy, I wouldn't believe some things he found, which would have you know, ended the John F. Kennedy presidency. Their FBI director was literally blackmailing the president and his boss, the attorney general. That's not chaotic. Anyways, it's been great to be with you today. Have a great day and a great week.